Hello everyone and welcome back to the Your Mind Matters podcast, a show where I chat all things mental health, everyday wellness, fitness, answer your questions, and share my journey to help you along yours. I am your host, Natalie Bali, and I am so excited and ecstatic and grateful to be sitting down with you guys today to chat about spring cleaning. And I don't just mean cleaning out your closet, although we are going to talk about that. And if you're not driving or out on a walk or listening to this while actively doing something, I encourage you to pause Pick something in your house that you have been avoiding that desperately needs cleaned or organized and resume this podcast as you do that thing. Because I'm hoping that this podcast will get you not only in the mood to spring clean, but in the mindset of spring cleaning and the fresh reset that spring provides us after a dark, cold winter of reflection internally, externally, all the good things. Each season has its own purpose, so I kind of want to make this episode about how I approach spring, how I lean into the purpose and the energy that spring brings to all of us. It really just gives me the feelings of a fresh start and an opportunity to approach my life in a new light with with a lighter and fresher perspective and spring cleaning is a great way to get the ball rolling and give yourself the opportunity for a fresh start. How can you have a fresh start when your mind, your habits, your days, your calendar, your closet, your cabinets, everything is just cluttered and messy and overwhelming. It's so easy to like hoard and stockpile things in the winter. I mean, my coat closet is full of really heavy coats that I'm not gonna need in a couple weeks. So I should start now by packing some of those away and making room for the new things in not only my wardrobe, but my life and my space. And that's what today's episode is going to be about. I'm also going to be talking about ways that I kind of freshen up my mindset, give my routines and habits a bit of a fresh start or, you know, just a little bit of a spring cleaning, removing some of the things that are no longer serving me, how I reflect to even get to the point of realizing that things are no longer serving me. We're going to be talking all of those things today. So get ready to be in the mood to spring clean not only your house, but your mind and your body. Before we jump into the topic of spring cleaning and what that means for me, I do want to give a little bit of an update on my birth control. It's been a little bit over a week and I'm going to be doing these on the podcast, maybe not every week, but periodically because this video that I'm filming for YouTube won't be out for a while because it's going to be like a reflection or like a compilation of the entire journey. Maybe not the entire journey, but start to finish probably a couple months from now. So I don't want to make you wait that long to hear what's going on. And I've been doing sporadic updates on Instagram, but I don't know. I'm just really enjoying this little podcast community that we're creating here. So I want to share with you guys first and foremost and more in depth than I really have on my other social platforms. So I got it taken out on February 25th. Today is March 7th. It's a Monday, which also side note, I think I'm going to start uploading the podcasts on Mondays. Sundays just seem like a day of rest to me and I don't want to have to worry about like getting everything done and up on that day. So I think we're going to switch to Mondays. It also seems like the listens are higher on Mondays than they are Sundays. So there's really no point in me stressing and rushing to try to get work done on the weekends when most people are going to be listening to it on Monday. Anyways, I'll just give myself a little break and do it on Mondays. But 
that is besides the point. It is Monday, March 7th, and I just wanna talk about some of the changes that I've noticed and what I've kind of been going through this last week, first week post birth control removal. The thing that really sticks out in my mind as like the biggest symptom this week has just been like an underlying sense of nausea. I don't really have a whole lot of hunger cues. I'm definitely eating enough because I'm really prioritizing that and making sure that I'm cooking myself healthy meals with the right amount of carbs, protein, and fat to support my body as I transition off my birth control and try to regulate my hormones. I've definitely been eating enough, but it's really just because I'm trying to set myself up with not strict, but structured meal times. So I eat breakfast between 9.30 and 10.30, lunch between 1.30 and 2.30, dinner between 6.30 and 7.30, and I have a couple snacks here and there. And I'm trying to finish my eating by like 8.30, 9 o'clock. I like to have chocolate before I go to bed. I'm just a big dark chocolate girl who dark chocolate has been a staple in my fridge and in my diet the past couple weeks. So I've been trying to get myself structured meal times. That way I just know that I'm eating at the same time every day. I'm keeping my blood sugar semi-stable. I have a lot to learn there in terms of what kind of foods help to stabilize my blood sugar, but eating at regular times every day can help regulate and stabilize your blood sugar. So I'm sticking with that, but I really just haven't been hungry. Like I don't get that feeling of hunger. Um, and I'm kind of attributing that to nausea. Also, one day this week, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, I was making dinner and Tristan was about to be home and I just put chicken in the air fryer and I had started to cut up. So sorry, I don't know where that cut me off, but my mom just called me and I had to, oh, I didn't even decline the call, it just stopped my recording. So my apologies, but I was saying that I was cutting up an onion and I just got this wave of like, extreme nausea and I was very lightheaded. I literally had to go lay down on the couch and luckily Tristan came in the door a few minutes later, made sure I was okay and finished making dinner and I could eat a little bit, but I more so just felt like, you know, when you haven't eaten in a while and you feel really lightheaded and dizzy, like you're gonna pass out. Even though I had just finished drinking a smoothie, like not even an hour or two earlier, I just felt super nauseous. And that was kind of weird, and the next day I just kind of took it easy. Um, but that's been probably my biggest symptom, aside from the last few days, I have had some of the most extreme cramping and the heaviest period of my life. Um, I do believe that what I'm experiencing right now is a withdrawal bleed, which if you wanna know what that is, you can do some further research, but essentially, it's what happens when you are on the pill, which I did not take the pill. I had Nexplanon, the Nexplanon implant, but a withdrawal bleed is basically like, think about it with your placebo pills or your sugar pills, whatever they're called. That's not giving you a real period. It's giving you what they refer to as a withdrawal bleed. And it's just basically your body's way of responding to the synthetic hormones that are in your body it's not like your body's natural period again you can look that up i'm not doing the best job explaining it but it is a real thing um and they say that when you first come off birth control that's usually what you experience so i'm chalking it up to that but it has been very painful and a very heavy period tmi but i have bled through my tampon in my pants multiple times which never ever 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 happens to me um so that's been just kind of a little bit embarrassing, but making me realize that it's likely that I'm going to have heavier periods and it's something I need to prepare for and, you know, yeah, just prepare myself for. It's not something I'm used to. So that's been um, internally, that's how I feel 
recently. Um, my skin has definitely cleared up a little bit. I did get a couple breakouts right before I started this period or withdrawal bleed, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, but other than that, my hormonal acne hasn't been as heavy. My skin hasn't really been breaking out. I've got a couple little hormonal um, breakouts, but they're not as painful as they usually are. I guess that's the word I would use. They're just, they just feel really heavy and painful and like ugh, gross. If you've ever had hormonal acne, you know what I'm talking about and you know the feeling. It's just like a heavy, hard bump under your skin and it's very painful, but I haven't really had any of those, knock on wood. And what else? Oh, mentally, I have been feeling so much more, like I just feel like my energy is more sustained throughout the day. I haven't cut out caffeine completely, but I have stopped drinking coffee. I've been having matcha every single morning, um, which I think that also just helps with having a more sustained energy throughout the day. I find when I drink matcha in general, my energy isn't like a high to a low. Like I don't feel like I get really jittery and then I crash. It just feels like a steady stream of caffeine throughout the day. Not too much and not too little. I just feel energized and good. Mentally, I'm feeling like I've been having better self-talk. Um, like the day after I felt super nauseous in the evening, I planned to film a video, but the package that I needed to film the video hadn't arrived. Um, so I ended up just kind of giving myself a little bit of an off day. It was beautiful weather and I sat outside on my porch and read a book like the whole day. And typically if I did that like beforehand, I would just be internally telling myself like you're being lazy, you should be working right now and you don't deserve this bit of off time. Even if I was enjoying myself, I would be internally telling myself that I don't deserve it and I shouldn't be enjoying myself. Um, but I really just like sat outside judgment free in my own head and enjoyed myself and it wasn't something I was really actively thinking about until after like later in the evening I was like wow I didn't I don't want to say I wasted a day but I just spent a day doing what I wanted to do and not being focused on productivity or getting my work done or checking my to-do list off I just really enjoyed the day and had a nice time and didn't judge myself for it while I was doing it so that was really cool I think my anxiety has definitely simmered down a little bit and yeah on the flip side of that I have been having horrible body image days like every day um, I think part of that is just because I've been so bloated and cramping from my period it just makes me feel really gross and heavy and I don't mean heavy like fat I just mean like heavy in my body like I don't I feel kind of sluggish I don't really want to get up and move or exercise I haven't had the most uh, energy to exercise just more like mental clarity energy I guess is what I meant earlier when I was saying my energy feels more sustained throughout the day I actually have not worked out um, like traditionally worked out and gone to the gym and picked up a dumbbell or a barbell or anything since before I got my birth control removed. I did go on multiple hikes last week and I've been walking on the treadmill as well as doing a little bit of yoga, but I'm really just trying to take it easy and give my body some time to settle from all the inflammation I personally feel that I'm experiencing. I've also been really trying to minimize the amount of ingredients in my diet. Um, for example, I've been... I've switched from my regular oat milk. I would buy any brand, really. The one that's coming to mind right now is Oatly, or there's that one that's like Planet Planet Oat, or what is it called? I can picture the box. 
I don't really know, but I would really just go to the store and buy whatever oat milk was on sale. Um, but I've recently learned, or I don't know if it was really recently, but I've recently become more aware of the fact. I think I knew it, but I was just kind of ignoring it because I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, but I've become more aware of how many extra ingredients are in my dairy-free milk choices, such as inflammatory oils like canola oil or sunflower oil. There's also a lot of gums in there, and it's really just for the preservation of the oat milk, so it's more stable on the shelves. It will last longer in your fridge. It doesn't become separated or anything like that. So I've been doing a little bit of research. I also tried to make my own oat milk, and I'm going to try it again when I get different oats. The oats we have right now from Trader Joe's just seem to make the milk really slimy, which is gross, and I don't want to drink that. Um, but I have discovered a brand. It's called Elmhurst. I think it's called Elmhurst 1925 or 28 on Instagram, but they are such a great company. I tried their cashew milk last week, and literally the only ingredients are water and cashews. And this week I'm trying their oat milk, which I think I like a little bit better. I think I'm just kind of impartial to oat milk, but I got the unsweetened kind and I made a matcha with it this morning and it was absolutely delicious. But the only ingredients in that are oats, water, and a little bit of salt. So I love that. Just trying to be a little bit more mindful about the added ingredients and in the foods that I'm choosing to eat and how they might be affecting my body, whether I realize it or not. I also just picked up a loaf of sourdough bread because I love avocado toast on sourdough bread but I was reading through the ingredients of the loaf of bread that I had last week and it had some inflammatory oils in it as well so I picked up a fresh baked loaf from Sprouts yesterday and the ingredients are really great so just trying to be more mindful there but body image days have been kind of shit I've gotten some mean comments online about my weight gain and all that stuff and I think they're just bothering me a little bit more because I know how much weight I've gained I talked about this in the last episode but I have just been I've I know that I've gained weight but I didn't know how much and when I went to the doctor and I saw that I'd gained 25 pounds it really just it really just upset me and I hate to admit that because like I said last episode I've worked so hard to get away from this mindset of like weighing myself every day and basing my worth off of how much I weigh and oh god it just sucks and I'm really trying to push it out of my mind but the reality of the situation is I'm very aware of the fact that I have gained 25 pounds and now that I know how much weight I've gained I'm beating myself up even more than I was before and it's just very frustrating and I don't want to wear tight clothes I don't want to wear my gym clothes I don't want to look in the mirror I don't want to post pictures of myself I don't want to take pictures of myself I don't want to film myself and that sucks because that is pretty much how I make money and I'm just going to have to work with what I've got and stay positive because you're not going to make any positive healthy changes in your body or your lifestyle if it's coming from a place of hate and I just need to work on being comfortable with where I'm at and working towards where I want to be and finding a healthy balance there. But it's definitely a struggle and I'm feeling a little defeated. I can't lie. Today I feel better. Um, but, oh God, it's just been a little, it's been a rough week in my mind regarding my appearance, which is something I'm usually not too focused on. And... Yeah, I don't really want to complain about it anymore. I just wanted to give you guys a little update on where I'm at with my birth control journey or 
lack of birth control journey rather. Also, last thing I want to say, I've been using the natural cycles thermometer and I want to give myself a little pat on the back because I have taken my temperature every single morning, logged it in the app every single morning, and it's kind of like a rewarding thing to do. Like I really like reading about where I'm at in my cycle. The app is super informative, gives lots of great information, and yeah, I'm just like really pumped that I've been able to stick to that habit thus far because the only way that natural family planning and tracking your cycle really works is if you're accurate and on it every single day. And I was a little worried that that wasn't going to be the case because it's not like I was swapping out taking a pill every day for taking my temperature every day. I just had an implant in my arm. I really didn't have to think about taking my birth control ever really. So it's been very encouraging to see that I am capable of remembering to do something every single morning. You literally do it before you even get out of bed. And it's just a matter of sticking a thermometer. It goes like underneath your, like in the back of your mouth, underneath your tongue almost. And I haven't seen any changes in my basal temperature yet, which means I haven't started ovulating, which is also why I think that this is a withdrawal bleed that I'm experiencing and not a natural period. But nonetheless, it is really cool to see my data all in an app and just learn. Learn about my body, learn about natural birth control, learn about how my body should function naturally off birth control. It's been fascinating. This is not sponsored. However, if you do know somebody who works for Natural Cycles, send them my way because I would love to help spread their message online even more and work with them as a brand, as a company. All those good things anyways birth control rant tangent whatever you want to call it is over that was my little update for you guys hope that you enjoyed that and now let's jump into some chat about spring cleaning starting with the most obvious thing when you hear spring cleaning what do you think of personally i think of cleaning out my closet or i think about my parents cleaning out their garage or you know just physically cleaning your space cleaning your car cleaning your room cleaning your office, your living room, your cabinets, whatever it may be. Personally, this year, I chose a couple different spaces of our place and my possessions personally to clean out. Starting with my closet, I get so many clothes every single month. I'm fortunate enough to receive them for free from brands. Um, but I also have a shopping problem and I really like to buy myself clothes. So I have done a deep closet cleanup. But that was step one of my spring cleaning physically in my space. I also decided to go through and organize our cabinets where we keep all of our mugs because I don't know if I'm the only one who does this, but whenever I empty the dishwasher, I kind of just stack mugs in there wherever there is an open space. They don't really have a space they belong. There's one cabinet that they go in, but there are like six different shelves in there and it's just kind of chaotic. I also have all of my shaker bottles in there, my matcha stuff, my milk frother, Oh God, it's just kind of messy. So it took like maybe three minutes for me to take all the mugs out, put them back in where they belong. Shaker cups get their own shelf. Matcha stuff gets its own shelf. Just putting things back where they belong. I do still have a couple areas to clean out, but including my desk drawers because that's another thing where I just kind of shove shit so I don't have to look at it. Um, but it does really stress me out when I open it up and look at it and it is just a chaotic mess. And also it's hard to find stuff sometimes because I don't know where I put it. It's in one of many drawers in our apartment in this place. It's big enough for two of us, but it's not that big to lose as much stuff as I do. So I'm just trying to be more organized. Oh, I also, this was a couple weekends ago, 
but my bathroom cabinet that's another place where i just shove a lot of stuff i do get a lot of stuff pr but again i have a shopping problem and i like to buy myself new stuff all the time so i went through cleaned out i donated some unopened things for the most part i just wanted to go through and kind of take an inventory and reorganize everything i have so i know that when i run out of sunscreen that i have another bottle in the back of the cabinet and i don't need to go buy another one right away or you know i just have a lot of unopened or like opened and very lightly used things that I can use up before I try to go buy something else that I really don't need that's probably going to end up in the back of my closet. But I reorganized everything in our bathroom cabinet. That is super satisfying and nice. The next things on my list, like I said, desk drawer as well as our coat closet. I don't really want to get rid of stuff, but there are just some heavy coats in there that I can pack away in our vacuum seal bags and put under our bed. That way there's a little bit more room in there for like our lighter spring jackets that I have to take out. Um, I also got a little overwhelmed yesterday because as I was cleaning out the closet, I realized that I have like three bags under our bed vacuum sealed of some of my summer clothes, like my shorts and my tank tops and stuff. So might need to do another like late, later in the spring, spring cleaning of the closet to get like all of the final winter weather stuff out there because even though this episode is all about spring cleaning and it's March 7th, there is snow on the ground here and it's supposed to snow again later this week. So we're kind of flip-flopping in the weather here. Colorado's kind of all over the place, but it's generally warm and sunny. Most of the time you just get a couple days a month where there's just heavy snow and it hangs around for a couple days and then she's gone. But you never really know what to expect, so I didn't want to pack all of my warm winter clothes and flannels and sweatshirts, jackets, all of those things away quite yet. I just wanted to go through and clean out things that I no longer wear and can go to a better home of somebody who will actually wear and appreciate the items. So cleaning your space is really the key to getting into that spring cleaning mindset. Just pick one little thing. You don't have to like deep clean your whole house or deep clean your whole garage. Just pick one thing, pick one cabinet and start there. And odds are once you start doing it, you'll find some motivation and momentum to keep going and clean other areas. But if not, you should be proud of yourself for cleaning that one thing that you committed to organizing and cleaning out and decluttering that is most important doing one small thing is better than nothing at all so spring cleaning your space deep cleaning even if it's not cleaning out something like clean your shower clean your toilet clean behind the toilet clean under the sink like wipe all of your spaces down get that little layer of dust off of your coffee table off of your media console off of your desk I'm sure it will make you feel that much better it doesn't have to be like a purging activity per se like cleaning out my closet was but just cleaning off your space wipe down your mirror wipe if you have a dog wipe down your windows because I promise you that they have nose smudges all over them I was shocked when I was cleaning our glass door the other day how many of Winnie's nose smudges were all over the bottom and it's not something I usually look at but then I was staring at it and I'm like geez that looks so dirty I need to clean that and I feel so much better now that I did so it doesn't have to be a purge but just a general cleaning of your space to kick off that spring cleaning mindset and moving along into kind of how I spring clean my mind and I know that sounds kind of strange but it's more of a mindset shift than it is like a cleaning out of my mind or my mindset and like I mentioned earlier winter months just bring a lot of heavy reflective 
energy and we kind of just like retreat inwards towards ourselves. We stay inside more. We're a little bit less social and it's just a time for you to spend more time alone in your mind or with yourself or even with your partner or your roommate. You're just not as out and active and social for the most part as you are in like the summertime. So I just view winter as a season of kind of retreat and reflection inward and spring is a season of fresh start new beginning fresh mindset all that good stuff so i'm just gonna walk you through i made a couple bullet points of how i approach this spring season in terms of my mindset and i have quite a few journal prompts that i like to visit this time of year to kind of set myself up for success get myself in that mindset that i want to be in for the springtime fresh start new beginnings, all that good stuff. And I'm going to read a couple of them off for you so you can jot them down or you can flag this, come back to this episode and use it when you're in the headspace and ready to complete some of these prompts and shift your mind into the spring season. The first prompt being, what do I want to make more time for? What daily shifts might I have to make to create this time? And I think this is a really great place to start because it's kind of the point where you can visualize and quote unquote manifest what you want this season to be for you. And whenever I do these kind of prompts or I try to set new goals, I try to set three levels of a goal. A goal for my ideal self, a goal for my realistic self, and a goal for my I can't get out of bed self. For example, in the springtime, I want to make time to read every single day. My ideal self would say, I want to read three chapters a day. My realistic self would say, I want to read one chapter a day. The goal for my I don't want to do any of this BS self would be I will read five pages a day. So you're kind of setting yourself up for success because your realistic self will ideally be able to meet that goal every single day. And if you can't, then you can kind of tweak your goals for how you're feeling that day. I mean, some days I'm not gonna lie to you. I wake up and I'm just like, ugh, I don't wanna do anything at all today. And if I can commit and if I can reflect on my goals and say, okay, on days like today, I committed to reading just five pages. That's not too daunting. I can do those five pages and hopefully after I read those five pages, I'm in the mood to read a little bit more and I can finish a chapter for my realistic self goal. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But moving back to the prompt, what is something you wanna make more time for? Maybe it's getting up a little bit earlier, maybe it's spending more time outside, maybe it's reading more, journaling more, spending more time with your loved ones, spending more time alone. I don't know, those are just some ideas. But with that, you have to consider what daily shifts might I have to make to create this time. Reflect on your habits now and then consider this thing that you want to add into your life, this priority that you want to have how might your habits and your daily routines right now have to shift to make room for that and make it realistic? Don't be like, oh, I want to read 12 books this month. So that means I'm going to have to throw all of my work and other responsibilities out the window so I can dedicate my time solely to read. That's not realistic. That's probably not going to work out for you or for your job or your the state of your apartment because you're not cleaning and you're just dedicating all of your time to reading. Be realistic with what goals you might want to accomplish in the springtime and what you want to make more time for and how you can actually make that fit into your schedule. 
Moving along, I have another prompt for you, and this one is a great one for reflection of this past season and kind of rewriting for this upcoming season. And it is, what narratives that I tell myself am I ready to rewrite this season? So take a moment to reflect whenever you're doing this prompt. Take a moment to reflect of all the ways you've kind of been talking to yourself, the image that you've created for yourself in your mind's eye, regarding your habits, your routine, your daily quote-unquote accomplishments. I'm not going to use the word productivity here. Just like how you've generally been treating yourself and others and showing up for yourself and others. And how do you want to rewrite and reform that this season? I love springtime because it just feels like a sense of renewal and recreation. Like you kind of just get to reimagine yourself anywhere from the way that you dress to the way that you speak, the things that you give your time to, the way that you treat yourself and the others around you. It's just a sense of a fresh start. And I love that about springtime. So think about how you want to kind of rewrite the narratives you've been telling yourself about yourself recently. Okay, and last prompt, and it kind of ties in with the other two, and it is, what are some things, ideas, stories, habits, routines that I'm ready to put down and leave behind this season? And I think that that is a great way to kind of ensure that you don't have to, you know, scratch and scrap everything that you've been working towards over this winter and new year season. You know, a lot of people make new year's resolutions and try to form new habits in the new year. And it doesn't mean that just because spring is here and it's a sense of fresh new energy that you have to throw all of that out the window and start from scratch. But it's a great time to kind of reflect on some things that either are no longer serving you or you think might not serve you the best in this new season of the year, season of life. And I think this ties in great with the first prompt of what are some of the daily shifts that I have to make to create this time? It's like, okay, what are some of the things that I'm doing that aren't supporting this person that I want to become this season? And how can I choose to leave them behind, say goodbye, and try to find something that serves me a little bit better? So those are three different prompts you can use to kind of bring in this springtime energy, reflect, and set the intention, set the tone for this new season. So that is the first way I kind of prep my mind and my mindset for this spring season, spring cleaning kind of idea. Another thing that I try to do this every single month, but if you don't do it every single month, I don't think I do it every month, probably every other month, but go through your social medias and do a cleanse of who you follow and what content you're consuming. Recently, right around the time that I got my birth control out, I decided, you know what, I want TikTok to be a platform where I can go and feel encouraged to better myself. I can learn ways in which I can support my mind, body, and lifestyle to make me feel the best. So I unfollowed people who weren't producing content that fell under that kind of umbrella. And when I go on TikTok now, I try to just look at my following feed first before I scroll through my feed and see a bunch of BS that isn't really improving my life at all. I really wanted to be more intentional about the way that I use that app because I always waver back and forth between like, oh, I need to delete TikTok and no, it's so fun and entertaining. And I figured, the happy medium between that was to use it in a way that really makes an impact in my life in a positive way, like 
pretty much if you go through and see who I follow on TikTok, there are a couple people that I know personally in real life and like my friends online, as well as maybe a few people who make funny videos. I just really like them. But for the most part, it's a lot about like holistic healing and wellness and nutrition and exercise. I don't follow too many fitness people online, more like yoga type things. I shouldn't say online, on TikTok, excuse me. I don't really follow a whole lot of like lifting content on TikTok because that's what my Instagram feed is. But regardless, do a social media cleanse. Reflect on all of the things that you've been consuming this year so far and how you feel when you consume that content. Is somebody making you feel bad about yourself? Also, something to consider, is there a certain person or account or business or brand that you follow that you feel like you are wasting a lot of your money on? There are a couple Instagram brands that I had to unfollow a couple months ago because I just kept buying their stuff. It looked so cute online and then I would get it and I would hate it and their return policy sucked. So unfollow accounts, businesses, people, brands that just don't serve you and are causing you to do things that you don't really like about yourself, whether it's compare or spend money or spend time scrolling, you know, be reflective on that and do a social media cleanse of who you follow. Okay, next, this is kind of a fun thing to do and it is create a bit, I don't want to say a bucket list, but I guess that's like really the only way to put it. You can create a bucket list of a couple things that you want to do this season and I encourage you to make it realistic. Don't go crazy. Um, like don't say like, oh I want to go to Mexico if you don't have the funds or the time to go to Mexico because that's just going to kind of make you feel like shit. But if there's like something that you want to do, a new restaurant you want to try, something you want to go do with your friends, a hike that you want to do, maybe a small road trip that you want to take one weekend, books you want to read, music you want to listen to, things you want to spend your time doing a hobby you might want to pick up something like that create a small list of like a couple things that you look forward to doing this spring season and it will really get you just like excited and energized and ready to go I don't know I'm gonna do my little list I have a couple things in my mind that I want to do but I think I'm gonna create my list after this podcast is over maybe I'll share it on social media so keep your eye out there but create a little bucket list for springtime again make it realistic but make it fun and come up with a couple ideas that get you really excited for this upcoming season and finally the last thing that i do um this time of year is i like to make playlists for different seasons so create a playlist of like lighthearted fun music that puts you in the mood for springtime warmer weather getting outside wearing cuter outfits you know just feeling the sun on your skin hearing the birds chirping seeing the green grass the blue sky make a playlist of songs that make you feel that kind of energy and listen to it you don't have to listen to it every day but like maybe when you're in the car you're going for a walk just something to put you in a good mood i love a good seasonal playlist and i encourage you all to do that when i was in college i used to make them like one for every single month but that just didn't seem realistic now i just do them for seasons and it's such a fun way to get me in the mood for the season and then like when i listen to the songs back like there are certain songs that make me think of fall 2020 or fall 2021 or whatever so seasonal playlists are always like a really fun thing and if you feel like that's kind of a daunting task maybe get your friends involved and see if you guys can make it like a collaborative playlist on spotify i'm not sure apple music does that but make a collaborative playlist with your friends you can all chip in and put your favorite spring light-hearted fun sunshine blue sky kind of songs you know 
So that's kind of how I get my mind prepped. Now I'm going to talk you through the last bit, which is kind of like how I change my habits in terms of my physical activity and like my body and body image. I don't know really how to sum up this category, but physically how I get ready for the spring season. First thing that I love to do, and I've gotten way more into this in like the past year or so, um, I've got a couple books about it and you can obviously just like look this up online, but research what fruits and vegetables are in season in your area for the springtime. There are a ton of fruits and vegetables that are in season for spring. Some of them are asparagus, broccoli, avocados, carrots, lemons, lettuce, onions, pineapples, spinach. Strawberries are just starting to get in season like towards the end of spring, but research what's local to you. And if you live in a warmer climate, I mean, I think most places are starting to warm up like end of March into April. See if there's a farmer's market that you can go to. Oh my God, I love a farmer's market. Put on your cute little dress, take a tote bag and some cash and go to your local farmer's market and just shop around. I love talking to the vendors at farmer's markets. They're always so interesting and have such nice kind things to say. Everyone is in a good mood at a farmer's market. If you're in a bad mood, go to the farmer's market. Promise you, you will feel better immediately, but check out and see what's local in your area. Try to shop locally or just eat things that are in season not only are they fresh or more fresh than like things that you would buy otherwise but they just have so many great nutrients for this time of year and can really put you in the mood for that springtime energy also get excited because the week after this podcast goes out it's daylight savings time baby which means it's going to stay lighter later in the day the sun's going to be out longer spend some extra time out in the sun in the morning i think i mentioned this in the last episode or maybe it was on my youtube or something but getting outside and getting sunshine on your face before 10 a.m is great for your circadian rhythm it really helps with your sleep patterns and giving you solid sleep every single night i always well like i don't really even have a choice i have to take winnie out in the morning but i always try to sit in front of my window or if it's warm enough go outside and feel the sun on my face for at least a couple minutes obviously after I put my sunscreen on but just kind of you know giving myself that sunlight energy and helping my circadian rhythm I really do think that it helps me sleep at night so 12 out of 10 would recommend getting some sunlight since we're going to have even more of it I'm so excited and the last thing I kind of do to get my body right as well as my mind and my spirit is get outside in nature and enjoy not only the fresh air but watch as the trees bud like if you have a tree in your front yard or somewhere nearby i'm literally looking out the window at one right now it is still very dead but i know within the next month or so all of these trees are going to start budding their leaves and their flowers and their fruits and it's just going to be so beautiful so be a little bit more mindful take in all that spring has to offer not only is the energy of springtime a fresh start but quite literally nature and all living things around us are going into a cycle of rebirth all of the trees are going to start blooming again the grass is going to start growing and be green again oh it's just such a beautiful time i literally love this time of year and recording this episode and talking about all these things has got me feeling so warm and fuzzy and excited for springtime and i hope that you are too but those are kind of my tips and my mindset towards spring cleaning getting ready for spring getting my mind body space soul spirit energy, all the good things ready for springtime. I hope that this kind of motivated you to do one or two things that I talked about and get yourself ready for spring. 
now I am going to answer just a couple of your questions and wrap this episode up. Okay, first question comes from Lily and she asks, how do you feel comfortable doing things alone? I had trouble having fun by myself. Girl, it is just a mindset and you have to approach it. Like the way that I think about it is I am alone. I can literally do whatever the fuck I want and nobody can tell me otherwise. Like, do you know how annoying it is when you're trying to make plans with other people and they wanna do something different than what you wanna do and you have to kind of come to a happy medium and compromise? I'm not saying I hate this all the time with the right people, I don't mind, but when you're by yourself, you don't have to compromise. You can literally do whatever you want. You can spend as much time as you want doing it or as little time, you can change your mind on a whim and just go with your own flow. You don't have to go with the flow of a group or another person and it can get lonely but I heard this one time in college and I tell myself this literally I speak it out loud whenever I'm feeling lonely because I'm by myself I tell myself just because you're alone doesn't mean that you have to be lonely you can enjoy your own company and it can be really uncomfortable at first I do understand that because if you don't do it very often it's just like what the hell am I supposed to do by myself I just want to sit here and scroll on my phone I encourage you to kind of make a list when you're in a good mood make a list of things that you really like to do like if you like to color get a coloring book if you like to hike Find a local park that you can go to or if you like coffee, check out a local coffee shop by yourself. Like do things that you really like to do that make you feel good and it probably will feel a little uncomfortable at first, yeah, but over time you'll realize that you can really enjoy your own company and I'm sorry, at the end of the day, I just love the fact that I can do whatever I want, however I want, whenever I want, wherever I want, without having to worry about other people. That was a huge reason that I wanted to travel by myself so much when I first got out of college because I can literally do whatever I want. Like traveling with someone can be a really beautiful experience, but it can also be very frustrating because you have to compromise and find a happy medium and do something you both want to do. And that usually means, or not always but sometimes that means sacrificing the thing that you really want to do but you know the other person might not enjoy or you can't really make it work for whatever reason at the end of the day when you're by yourself you can do whatever you want however you want in whatever way you want and i think that that is a beautiful thing so try to shift your mindset of like oh this is so uncomfortable i don't really know what to do with myself to asking yourself what is it that i want to do today and just go with the flow and maybe it might not be the most perfect, thought out, well-planned thing, but it can be a starting point. You don't have to just hang out with yourself once by yourself and then that's it. It should be an ongoing practice that you have and you can build on over time. Just like any relationship with a person, you don't meet someone and immediately know all of their deepest, darkest secrets and everything about the way that they behave and their mannerisms, their habits, the way that they view the world. You learn these things over time by spending more time with them. And it's the same with yourself. It's normal to feel uncomfortable at first and not really know what to do with yourself or what you like to do. That might be confusing for you. You might not know. But just like a re relationship with a person, like with another person, you have to build on it over time. It takes time and practice and energy and commitment and consistency. And if you can do that for yourself, your relationship with yourself will only go grow stronger and you will only get more and more comfortable doing things by yourself. And odds are, the more you do it, the more you will prefer to be alone. At least that's how I am. So that's how I personally would recommend you get comfortable with doing things alone. Next question comes from Olivia and she said, balance from being inside 24 seven to spending more time outside plus away from projects and work. 
it sounds like you're a pretty structured person. So schedule in some time to go outside. Like I literally on my to-do list will write, take Winnie to the park or take Winnie on a walk or go outside, go for a hike, do whatever, whatever it may be. Schedule in that time, even if it's just 20 minutes a day. Also, maybe try to make it part of your morning or your night routine. I really like to get outside before I start my work day. And it's also part of the ritual of like ending my work day. I take Winnie on a walk and go outside and get some fresh air. And that kind of signals to my brain as well as my body like, okay, it's time to relax. We're done working. We're taking a little stress relieving walk and getting some fresh air. Try to not only schedule into your day, but make it intentional, like start your day outside or end your work day outside, if that makes sense. Um, but that's how I would do that. Don't try to go from one extreme to another if you're inside working all day, especially with these colder weather days getting into warmer weather days. I know our instinct is like, ah, throw my computer out the window and go sunbathe all day. I never want to work again. Try to find a little bit of balance there. And yeah, I would try to schedule it into your day and see if that helps. And you can slowly but surely add a little bit more time or maybe schedule a day off from work and make plans to go outside and do something. But really just being present when you're outside, like don't go outside, sit on your phone, go outside and look around, take in your surroundings, be mindful of what you're looking at, about the temperature, about the way the sun feels on your skin, about the sounds you're hearing, the way that your feet feel and the ground underneath, all those things, just be more mindful when you go outside and it will make that time even more special and meaningful and impactful than just like going to sit out on your porch and scrolling on your phone, you know? Also, if you like to read, try to read outside. I've been reading outside on days when it's warmer in the sun and it's so nice and relaxing. Not only am I getting some vitamin D and fresh air, but I'm also reading and that's great. So try to combine some habits and hobbies that you have with getting outside schedule it in and be intentional. Next question comes from Faith and she asks, I struggle with being motivated to clean daily. How would you recommend to get better? Okay, this was something that I used to be like one extreme to another. Like I would have to let my apartment get so freaking messy before I cleaned it. And now I just have like a simple checklist. I used to have it written down. Now it's just kind of up in my mind of things that I do before I go to bed to like make my apartment clean because I hate waking up in the morning and there's just like shit everywhere or the counter is not wiped down. Like, ugh, I don't want to start my day feeling dirty in like a dirty environment. So things I do before I go to bed, I kind of like make the couch look nicer, maybe fluff the pillows if Tristan and I have been laying down watching TV for a while. I fold the blankets and also Winnie always knocks down pillows from the couch and the chairs it's so annoying but like I always try to put the pillows back on the couch just make everything look nice and clean straighten up the coffee table and the rug I'm looking around my apartment right now and like trying to figure out what I do I always always wipe down the counter before I go to bed try to put all the dirty dishes in the sink or if I have the energy clean them or you know put them in the dishwasher as well as clean up Winnie's toys because her toys be everywhere and it's so annoying and like I get it she's a dog I'm not gonna be like Winnie you have to put your toys away but I personally need to clean them up on a daily basis but having a little checklist it doesn't have to be extensive even if it's just like making sure that the sink is empty and there are no dirty dishes before you go to bed I really like the idea of like before you go to bed because you can do it throughout the day if you want but at the end of the day you're kind of like signaling to yourself hey the day is over we're cleaning up we're getting ready to unwind relax go to bed 
And I think just keeping up with it that way and having little tasks that you do, I call it my closing shift, my little tasks that I do every night before I go to bed just make me feel more relaxed when I'm going to bed because I'm not thinking like, oh my God, I have to clean so much when I get up before I even start my day tomorrow. It's already clean and it really doesn't take that long. Another thing, if you are like really struggling and have like a mess in your closet or your room or your living room or whatever, set a timer, 20 minutes. I promise you that's probably all you need. I think that we talk these tasks up in our head like they are going to be so time consuming but if you have a pile of laundry in your room, it's probably not going to take you more than 20 or 30 minutes to put it away if you just put on a podcast or a song, or not a song, a playlist, and just focus on that one task for 20 or 30 minutes, you can really get it done. So set a timer. If I find that setting time limits makes me feel more inclined to like really focus on that task for that designated amount of time. And I think that works for anything, really, like setting a timer if you have to answer emails or you need to... I don't know, I'm trying to think of what else, but set a timer and get to it. And also try to write a couple tasks for yourself to do as your quote unquote closing shift so that things are straightened up before you go to bed. Okay, last question is from Lindsay and she said, how do you come up with your journal prompts? Great question, I get asked this question so often and it really makes me smile because it makes me feel like you guys like my journal prompts, so thank you. Um, I write them myself. I do have like a couple saved on Pinterest of just like general ideas and framework that you can kind of tweak to make your own. But I really just sit down in the morning, take a couple breaths, drink my lemon water and think about what has been on my mind recently? What am I worried about for the day? And like, how can I ask myself questions to kind of work through and process those emotions, feelings, thoughts, ideas that I'm having? And yeah, it's basically just based off my own experiences and what I'm going through and what I need to ask myself. And then I like to take pictures and share them online because I think journaling can be really intimidating and people don't know where to start and prompts are a great place to start. So there's a ton of them saved on my journal prompt highlight on Instagram, so go check that out. I also have a PDF on my website. I believe it's like $4.99 or $5.99. It's got 50 journal prompts in there that are different from the ones that are on my Instagram. So if you've ran through all the ones on Instagram and you want more, go check that out. It's like a super cute little PDF, very short, nothing crazy. And you can follow along there and do journal prompts, but I write them all myself and they're basically just based on what I'm thinking about or what I feel like I need to ask myself. So yeah, that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. This is definitely a longer one, but I had so much fun chatting with you today. And I think my energy is just more present and alive and ready to go on Mondays. So I'm enjoying this whole Monday recording. I recorded last week's on Monday as well. And it's just a vibe. So I think we're going to go with Monday recording and launches. I like to record and edit and post like on the same day with my podcast. Otherwise, like I listen to it back and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said that differently. You're like, oh, I really want to redo this. Like I can say that better. It just gives me too much time to overthink and change my mind. And I want these podcasts to be very real and honest and like what I'm experiencing in the moment. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like a little not digital diary, but a verbal diary. And I want to be able to reflect. I listen to my own episodes back, not right away, but like a couple weeks afterwards and I just really like to hear myself think and what I was going through at that time so 
That is it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed, don't forget to give this a rating on Spotify, rating and review on Apple Podcasts, share with your friends, your family, your social media, whoever. I love seeing what you guys are doing while you're listening to this podcast. Hopefully this one, you're spring cleaning, maybe you're driving, going on a walk, getting some fresh air, whatever it may be. Don't forget to share on social media. Thank you guys so much for being here and I will chat with you next week. Bye.